Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Did I freak you out, Bronze? What was that? No, me and Jesse were talking about American history because I just got back from Boston. Oh, that's right. You were at the old COVID convention. Old COVID I thankfully, <laughs> I hope I'm okay. I thankfully did not go to any parties. Did not. Uh, I basically did the gig at Inc. And like went Peace on a out. few tours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was talking to Jesse about. It was like the tours I went on. I didn't even spend that much time on the show floor, and I was double masked the entire time. And everybody acted like I was a nerd, but now people are back testing positive. So I That's don't know correct. who was a nerd in that case. I mean, like, look, you could be I, a nerd, all weekend. You could be smart. So I've never seen a convention. Like most of the time, I see a convention, I'm like, man, everyone looks like they're having a great time. This time, I saw a convention. Everyone's smiling and playing games, and I was like, Mm-mm, son, can't trick me. Can't fool me. Yeah. That's, I'm not falling for it. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's correct. Yeah. It I was spent uh, like minimal look, time at the convention itself and more time like let me ask vibing you this. out. Boston is a really cool city. Oh, yeah. It's it great is. to walk around downtown and that small oh, area. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I had so it's much time one in the, of the like open, non COVID soaked air. Yeah. It It, it is. It is. There are a lot of old American cities, but a lot of them, especially in the South, there were tons of old American cities, but they all were pretty much destroyed during the Civil War. So Boston is, like, pretty much what we got. It is as close to, like, European old as this country can get. Yeah. And it's super interesting. I've sure. never seen architecture like that in a city. Like, like, and it's not just in one or two places. Like, oh, this is the historic quarter. No, it's, like, everywhere. Everywhere you yeah. go. And what I'm really impressed with, but also, like, was kind of dystopian to me, is how they've figured out how to maintain use of these buildings. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're just like, oh, yes, this is the site of the Boston Massacre. It was the tallest building in Boston for many years. It's now a subway station. This here, the one that really got me was, like, this is the oldest residential building in Boston, this is where the Scarlet Letter in Uncle Tom's Cabin was printed. It was home to a printing press. Now it's a Chipotle. Yo, my fucking <laughs> jaw hit the floor. It was a fucking Chipotle, chat. It was a Chipotle. It, it, but it looks like this old, amazing brick building, legitimately the oldest residential building in Boston. It is now a Chipotle. And I'm like, well, at least it's still standing. Yeah. I also... One of the most comical things, Bronze, in the world, in the world, is knowing that most historical places were not like put on a historical registry or saved, uh, and so just whoever bought them bought them, and it even extends to things that are not real. Like if you were to go to London and like I want to see two twenty one B Baker Street, where did Sherlock supposedly live? And you can like go there. It's a Beatles like store. It's a Beatles memorabilia store. So like, you know. Even fake things are like something else now. It's amazing. It's so funny. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was blown away by that where it's like, look at this beautiful building. I wonder what it is. And it's like Mm -hmm. the Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And you're just like, oh, okay. That's how it goes. I'm glad it's still there. Yeah. You see any beans or bean boys while you were there? No, I don't know what that is. Well, I bet I bet he saw you, 
there's a there's there's a mystery, a legend of the Boston baked bean boy. And it is a cryptid creature. And just, you know, whenever you have the time, watch out for the Boston baked bean boy. He's yeah, up watch there. Watch out. I'm gonna look you. I'm gonna look this up. You should you should look I up did, the Boston baked bean boy. I did go there's to like a lot rendition. of haunted places. Um oh like uh King's Chapel. Sure. I went to King's Chapel in the King's Chapel graveyard, uh, which is super creepy because they've moved around the tombstones so many times there that people are buried on top of each other and yeah. it's all kinds of fucking freaky and there's a mausoleum underneath. Is that and then where, I went to Boston uh, Commons. Is that where Nicolas Cage found the spire leading That's New to- York. Oh, that's in New York. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. And then there's Wall like Street? Boston oh. Commons where when they put in the subway... They actually uh, ran it. They they had to stop digging for a little bit because they uncovered like hundreds of skeletons and they hung like tons of people in Boston Commons for like seemingly no reason at all because someone said they were a witch. And so that park is apparently like super fucking haunted. And then I went to the Granary, which is where um, Sam Adams is uh, buried. And then they have some other people there, too, but. Apparently that place has, what was it? He said 800 tombstones, but they have over 2,000 recorded burials there. So it's that like the same There's thing. only so much space, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that people are like buried on top of people and that the tombstones don't match. And it's just like, so you have, so a lot of people think a lot of the dead there are like not at rest because they've been moved around. And when There's, they d- uncovered all the skeletons when they were digging the subway... What they did is they just took all of them and put them in one mass grave. <laughs> oh, boy. In like one of the parks in town, instead of like trying to figure out who was who, they just put one mass grave and then just kept digging. I mean, how so would you? Like, Truthfully, how yeah. would you figure I out know, who the 500-year-old skeleton was? You couldn't. It's true. Let me ask you this. The spookiest thing you might have seen while in Boston. Speaking of Boston. Was that hotel bar oh. busy? I did not go to the hotel bar, but I did go to all? a haunted hotel. You didn't like pass by? I think I passed by it, yes. Was it busy? I. It was, yes. Oh, yes. my God. Nightmarish. Yeah. That's yeah. Awful. No, the entire, the entire, like, all of the hotels all around, uh, like, the, the convention, convention center, center yeah. were packed mm. after mm. Acquisitions Incorporated. Like, our crew did want to, you know, have, like, a, a small, like, wrap somewhere, wrap party yeah. somewhere. And every bar we went to was so packed that we just, like, left and found this this really dope spot that was not packed. We were the only people there called Lord Hobo. Okay. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Had just a great like a name. Hole in the wall? or Yeah, it was, like, a little brewery. And it was, like, all the way at the other, like, it, it was only two blocks away from all the super busy hotel bars. And there was, like, no PAX people there. So it was just the Acquisitions Incorporated is... crew. Nice. And that made me feel a little bit safer that it wasn't, like, I don't know. Sure. I don't know which people. direction you went exactly. But there was, like, a comical, comical delineation mark every time at PAX. So, like, people don't know PAX East. It is, like, not even in the city. There's, like, a river between it and the main city hub and then there's the convention center here and then like rows of hotels 
and then bars and restaurants. But there's a certain yeah. point where if you keep walking towards the city, those crowds vanish. It's like people give a limit. They're like, I aren't walking. Yeah. Like, so if you just keep walking, you will find anything. So many mm-hmm. things that are just as good, but people are like, that's like four blocks, dude. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, all right, fine. Yeah. yeah, I was living it up. The hotel they got me was like over in Park Plaza. So like, I went That's out perfect. for breakfast, had no had no weights, was no crowds, was not around a bunch of COVID people. Got to go to like this cute little Armenian cafe. I was, y'all, I was living my best life. And everyone was like, Franz, are you on the show floor? And I'm sitting there eating like like hummus and, and shakshuka. And like, sure. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not on the show floor. It's like two o'clock. I was living my best life. <laughs> Makes sense. You, you, you made the best possible choices for yourself and coming back and working against it. Like, yeah, I constantly am like, if I get sick, I, I haven't been sick, like cold sick in two and a half years. If I get sick, I, my body may be like, well, this is it, bro. You had your good run. That's it. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah. Imagine yeah. getting sick, man. I can't imagine that at all. That would be wild. That'd be so weird. Jesse, not for me. <laughs> I'm, I would go to every con and come back with a cold. I shake like so oh, many hands yeah. and give so many hugs. No hand sanitizer or whatever can save me. I always come back sick. And so I was like, bro, I don't, I'm not ready for that yet. I know what would happen. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. I'm not ready to bite that bullet. Give me, give me another year. I, like, I would never really? get sick, but my wife travels too much is the unfortunate thing. Oof. So if she gets sick, then I get sick. Or if the kid gets, I also have an X factor, which is the kid who goes to a germ-filled building every single day for about eight hours. Uh, and that's oh, yeah. that's a nightmare. That's You got to be careful with that. So how was, uh, what was the flight like with, uh, the what were the mask percentages on the flight, Bronze? So I was wearing my Can 95. Okay. The way there from Seattle to Boston, a majority of people wore masks, and it was a red-eye flight. So okay. um, none of us were really eating or drinking, and it was, like, amazing. Uh, landing in Boston, those motherfuckers don't mask. I, they we were not to. about the mask. They, they were not about the mask life at yeah, all. That makes sense. Uh, so, like, at the airport, the airport shuttle, and then getting on the plane from Boston to Seattle, those Bostonians were not masking up at all. Makes sense. So I was, like, I was, like surprised about that. That checks out. Yeah. My uh, my wife left again uh, for another trip this morning to Huntington Beach. And so she's she definitely COVID. getting COVID. She, she, yeah, she got COVID. <laughs> Huntington Beach, she got, she, she got I was like, super COVID. Where exactly are you going to be going? And she goes, oh, I'm going to the blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, okay, where's that at? She goes, I don't know. So I looked up. Oh, you're going to Huntington Beach. And she goes, what's that? I said, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they have literal like don't wear a mask riots. Yeah, like yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so over. I said stay inside. Uh, don't go out. And good luck. Yeah. We'll see you in a week. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird because like one thing I noticed is that I feel like a lot of younger people wear masks and a lot of Asians, but I think that's because we also live well, through like that's bird culture. Flu. There. Yeah. 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 Like so, like. I think masking up is like more uh, it's not as big of a deal to us. So usually see like a lot of Asian people, Indian people, young people uh, wearing masks. But when you look at like older people, they don't like they don't care. 
and, and I'm like, but Not aren't they like more at risk? Like they sure. honestly, they're like, God, oh, they're the uncomfortable. People, though, I'm like, like, you know what else I'd is uncomfortable? Die. COVID. Yeah. They're just they're, <laughs> literally. They're just like, I'd rather die than than where I'm stupid. at. Like it is such a non inconvenience, but like whatever. Yeah. I also wonder too, because you know I don't live in like any country where masking has been normalized uh, for the most part, from what we can tell. I wonder if like over there people get yelled at for wearing masks like they do here in America. Because like I don't, I would wager. I'm so not as much. It is 100 percent a like cultural issue, yeah, rather than a scientific one. Literally, it's about like you wear a mask, you're a pussy. Yeah, like. How do we get there? I don't know. How is that where we're at? It's wild. Like, you you've chosen to wear a mask. Like, fine. Like, okay, it doesn't affect me. A lot of people say, <laughs> well, like, well, if you want to protect yourself, you wear the mask. And the reality is, is like, yeah. those of us who've lived in countries where you don't want to spread a cold, the sick person wears a mask. Right. Not right. everybody it's a else. Courtesy. Yeah. Yes, it's like if you're sick and you have to work, you wear a mask to work. Yeah. And that's how you prevent everyone else from catching your germs. But I, so I don't understand why pe- I don't, I, I still think two years into this pandemic, people have not looked into the science of masks and how they work and how they function. Cause there's just, they're still like, well, if you want to wear one, you wear one. And I'm like, they only really work if we all wear them. That's, yeah. that's really like, there's, their, yeah. their efficacy like, goes down quite a bit if not yeah. everyone's wearing them. There's a graph, and I am really upset that I don't have it on me because I clearly don't know the actual numbers, but it is something along the lines of, like, it shows cloth mask and, like, you know, surgical mask and all that, and KN95 and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, like, if you wear it, and you're not sick, but you're near someone who's sick, like, if you're on a plane or whatever, the 95 can give you, like, five hours of protection. If you're around them for, like, seven, eight more hours, it, like, the effectiveness goes down. But if you're sick and you're wearing one and you're on that plane you're protecting everyone else for like 50 hours right so it's like essentially the whole point like no matter what and they were saying like cloth mask really isn't gonna help you all that much like things like that they're like you know which sucks because then people are like the why even wear a mask yeah and you're like oh boy here we go here we go yeah, it sucks yeah. anyways regardless i'm glad uh pax east was good for you bro glad you had fun yeah sounds like it was uh yeah, a good I'm tired. Time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. There wasn't um to to report back to the two of you. Uh, there wasn't really anything y'all missed okay. in terms of like games and stuff like that because most of the international companies still aren't doing PAXs. So like, sure, Square Enix wasn't there. Um, like Sega wasn't there. I don't think Capcom was there um sony i don't think was there correct me if i was wrong like i said i didn't spend that much time on show floor but like a lot of those companies weren't there namco bandai i don't believe was there um so it was a lot of indies but and i like indie games a lot of those indies you can actually already play them online like you can get the demo now so you don't need to wait in line for three hours to play them i think devolver had the most games that were interesting they had this game called i think trail to yomi or trail to yumi it's like this yeah. black and white kira kurosawa inspired game mm-hmm. that one looked good cult of the lamb by them also looked good yep those were the those were the two that i was like most interested in yeah sounds There's, like PAX. It's, it's yeah it's it, i'm very curious because pax has a thing where they 
by they have like a deal with those conventions where they have to like years in advance like buy those spots so i wonder you know what that means for future conventions and packs is because everything's kind of like e3ing it now where everyone's all these big companies are like we don't actually need we don't need these big to booths. go to these things yeah no wonder what that means for future big conventions like packs because south well, is already I've always gone had this so. like theory and let me know if i sound crazy but i've always. never understood why conventions like this where people what they really want is they want to play the game maybe get a pin commemorating that they beat the demo at the thing right yeah why don't they have like a digital fast pass queue a la disney instead of having people stand in line for eight hours why don't you go in the morning scan a code get in a digital queue and then you get a window you get a text that's like hey your time slot is between 2 to 3 p.m come back in that time how is it that we are in the year 2022 and this is not a thing because most people will stand in line for an hour for 45 minutes but five hours is too long so I'll tell I don't you know why. Call, I don't play games at these conventions because I'm not going to stand in line for four hours to play a demo. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know exactly why. It's because these companies uh, love the photo op of a giant line to play their game. It's true. And it that is more valuable to them. Yeah, it's more valuable to them than any kind of like letting them have access they would rather you wait in line for four hours and not get a chance to play than you actually get a chance to play yeah but there's so much then the story is like i waited so long it was so many people and they're like yes that's right everyone loves our game investors yeah. but then there's just like there's so many so much space that's just used up by people queuing in an already packed convention hall they've got to have people standing around to mind the line that they have to pay that are annoyed you know kind of fielding these questions of oh the wait from here is four hours like i think conventions should be a celebration of like gaming and nerdery and like Long i don't ago, think there that was a coxcon a convention <laughs> a perfect place before covid before covid ruined everything it was a perfect place <laughs> where afterwards you'd after you got to do all the things, you just we'd all just go to the to the bar and just drink together. And it was a great time. It's true. Yeah, I just feel like that's like to me, that's like what people like that would be so much more fun. Cause then instead of like, what did you do today? Well, I stood in line for eight hours and played two games. It's like, oh, I played these four games and I got to go to this thing. Like a lot of people don't even get to see everything at PAX. I just feel like a digital queue would be better, but maybe I don't understand it like yeah it's because you're thinking yeah. about uh what would be best not about what's most profitable probably <laughs> yeah it's it's a, yeah, it's I a would crazy never thing spend 45 billion dollars on twitter so i yeah. am just not exactly yes well you you've never gotten into an actual argument where you were like i i could make this better and control it if i had control you know what i have money like no no you've never been that person you've never said like you know what Here's how I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like this thing. I'm gonna go like to Jerry and be like, "Listen, I'm gonna buy packs. I'm gonna make it better." Yeah. Like that's not where you're there at. You you're not like, I hate this thing, so I'm buying it. Like what, <laughs> bro? All right, what? Jerry. That's <laughs> how it happens. <laughs> that's a deal. That's <laughs> how it happens. Anyways, let's I'm talk. I'm buying uh, packs for a hundred dollars. Let's talk Marvel. 
There's not too much going on. However, there is a new Lego set. Franz, you want to guess the name of the Lego set? Do you specifically want to guess the name of the Lego set? What? What? The Lego set? Uh Uh-huh. What's the new Lego set that they just announced? For Ragnarok? Uh, Love and Thunder, yeah. For Love and Thunder. I don't know. It's the goat boat. They announced the goat boat. Okay, but goat boat is better than what y'all were saying. (laughs) Harden? It's the old goat boat. Thor's goat boat, you know? Better than throat. I'm, do, all the right, I was boat. about to say, the goat boat is the name of it. Yeah, the goat boat. It's it's uh, he's got two goats in in uh, actual Thor lore that uh, pull the the boat. This is his spaceship that I think he builds probably in the movie. It's the old goat boat. You can get it. It's 564 pieces and 50 bucks starting on April 25th. I hate, you know what I hate the most about this? What's that? Uh, scroll up a little bit. Just scroll up a tiny bit. Giant ass stone Korg is in Lego form. The lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just him with like a rock hat. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It yeah. sucks so much. It's so not good. It's so yeah, not good. It's not. It looks bad. But how were they supposed to fix it, though? Because they always have the same model from the head down. They made all sorts of fun, like, weird-looking Lego characters. They made goats, literal goats for this. They could have made, like, a beefy honky chonker. They did make some goats. That's true. It looks like the goat, the houseboat opens up, I guess, and unfolds or something. I don't know. Into a house, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Into a house. I don't know if that's a Lego thing or if that's like a movie thing. or Lego or does that stuff all the time so you can like get inside a thing. What's yeah. going on with, with, oh. with Gore? Does he have a sword? Yeah, he's got the all black. It's just, it's literally a... <laughs> the Lego version sword. sucks. The Lego version is just like, yeah. uh, we got any swords hanging around? Sir, I think there was one in that tiki drink I ordered the other day. That's the one. Put it in. We're good. It looks real dumb. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's new. What else? Charlie Cox is doing some new ads to promote Daredevil on Disney Plus, which is kind of weird to do ads for a thing you filmed and wrapped years ago. But why not? I guess they know that that because he was in the movie, they're gonna that's synergy. They're like you think? Charlie, that's some brand buddy. synergy. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you saw me in the movie. Now watch my series on Disney Plus. Makes sense. Yeah, um, they'd be like that. Not related to the MCU, but related to Marvel and comics. They made Thor. Basically, in the current run of the comics, Thor's no longer worthy to lift his hammer. But now, yeah. Thor has become the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> Which is like, what? <coughs> well, you know. It, it, we've we've seen many in Iron Fist, so it's kind of wild. Yeah. It's in uh, Avengers Forever number eight. He went to Mystical Kung Lung to learn the teachings of the Immortal Iron Fist. 
Never thought I'd see the day. I may, yeah, maybe he punched a dragon. He looks kind of. I don't know if I like the art on this. He looks a little bit like Danny Rand. Don't say that. He does. Oof. He definitely. You know what? He looks like he was uh, at the January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does he Am does I have wrong? kind of like uh i have a manifesto vibe to him yeah right chat tell me i'm wrong like he looks like he was there you know what like, i'm gonna i'm gonna say the thing that needs to be said okay i'm gonna say it all right blonde beards always look weird i'm saying it it needs to be said it needs to be said blonde beards look weird fact it's a fact look someone had to say it think of it Name me a person who's blonde, like I'm that color blonde, head. who has yeah. a great who has a great beard. Does not exist. Does not exist. Find someone. There are many. Look, I'm not saying blonde people in general can't be attractive. They are many, and in fact, a lot of them are. But here's the thing: blonde dudes have like like Obi Wan isn't blonde though. I'm talking this blonde. Obi Wan is like a strawberry blonde. You know what I mean? He's got some brown in there. I'm saying this, this, Chris Hemsworth, this isn't Chris Hemsworth's hair. I'm saying this blonde doesn't exist. This yeah, is, if it's this, like a pure white Dolph blonde. Lundgren. What? Who? Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren? Where is Dolph Lundgren in a beard? I'm going to look this up. Dolph uh... Lundgren beard. Johnny Mnemonic. He's just got a beard. I see one version of him where it's red, but with that said, it doesn't mean it's good. He looks fine. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's good. He looks fine. I'm just saying, put Dolph Lundgren's beard against any other beard in the history of beards, and you will say, nah, it's not as good. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Dolph mm. Lundgren got gray hair. Beard, not a fan. I'm not sorry, blonde people of our community. It's the hill I'm going to die on. I'm not saying, look, I'm not I'm saying trying. you won't. If it's like a dirty beard. blonde, though, it's fine. He's saying, like, if it's a pure white, like, dyed pure bl blonde. Like this, like this Justin blonde. Timberlake circa. Insane. Justin Timberlake with a beard would look yeah. atrocious. Don't do it, Justin. What does he, you he would, it would be the that. worst thing in the world. Let's see. No, he looks Geralt fine with has a beard. white hair. He looks fine with a beard, but he doesn't, he's not naturally blonde. Well, there you go. So, I'm yeah. talking this blonde, like this kind of blonde, like this, like Norwegian blonde. Don't do it. Sure. Don't do it. Makes sense. Uh, and then so what he'll else? Die on. What else is there? James Gunn uh, tweeted three days ago that he's apparently paid seventy-five dollars for the rights to use the song in Guardians, as well as a million dollars. Use rights. What song do you think cost a million bucks? Who's out there charging a million dollars for rights to use in a Guardians movie? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised yeah. how many. Like, depending on the song, depending on what they want to use it for. Like a great example is when we were doing Monster Prom, we we both times for one and two paid for end credit songs. And the amount of like legal work it's like all right well how much of the song are you using yeah and where are you using it and what part are you using and how long do you intend to use so like imagine so one of the things we had to do was like all right well, we intend to use this for the life of the game 
And so that's why we went with like very indie bands, right? Where it's like, all right, well, that's fine. Imagine if you are a known commodity and for the life of Guardians 3, you are associated with it. That's a lot. Like that could be 100, 200. Who knows? That could be forever. So you're going to charge an arm and a leg for whatever that is. It and said, depending uh, on the band, who knows? said it was probably the only song I'd ever want to pay that much for. It was a rare, rare case of not getting the rights before we shot, changing the song in post, and really needing the song for the movie to work. Mm. I don't know what song was like pivotal in Guardians 1 or 2 for the movie to work. It could be the, uh, you know, one of the things James Gunn does a lot is he will have a scene that is like pretty much beat by beat, like shot, shot, change, angle mm. change for the music. And then he'll do stuff where it's like, this thing is what I need in order to make this shot work, right? Like he'll, in his head, be like, this is how I want it to look. This is what I want it to be. And this is the emotion I want it to elicit. That's true. So. Could have been you know. maybe the opening to Guardians too, I guess. I don't I mean, know if Mr. Blue Sky, though, or whatever would cost that much. I thought, uh, the, uh, so you're talking about three? No, he's just saying in general, he paid a million dollars. He paid a million? Yeah, not not for Guardians 3. Could have maybe hmm. been hooked on a few. I don't know. None of those really. The chain? I mean, it also could have been, uh, it could have been, uh, uh, oh boy, the song that was literally played 8,000 times in the second movie. Brandy? Yeah. I mean, that was like, he said he needed it. And that was part of the story. It's literally lines of dialogue in it. But I feel like that would be pre-production. They'd have That's to from, know, right? I, like, Looking Glass would charge a million dollars for rights to the song? Eh. Jackson 5, I don't think. I want to know how much, because the only time that I really, really loved when they did a song for, you know, the, the Guardians crew is in the Avengers movie, where they were doing Rubber Band Man. I want to know how much that costs, because that was a great scene, and I always think about that scene. Wait, what scene is this? Well, like, it's, just their, it's their introduction in the Avengers films. And it's just like the one where there's like, hey, I'm down, walk and cry. That song is hilarious. It's about, like, an old man who plays a rubber band for music, and it's <laughs> incredible. I want to know how much that cost. I would love to know how much that song cost. Is that where they start in space the, at the beginning of uh, Infinity War? It's all of them uh, in space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Infinity War. It's the beginning every of Infinity character, War. Okay. Yeah. Every character is them singing. And then they all have like a little moment to reintroduce them to the audience. And it's a perfect scene. It's perfect. Yeah. And I love it. I keep thinking about that. Like, what a great intro scene that was because you got to see all the characters and the ways that they interact with each other via one song sure. i was like that's a genius whoever thought that up genius love it sure and now i think about that song all the time because it's insane go find the lyrics to rubber band man and be like what the hell is this song about it's very good yeah uh the other thing james gunn tweeted out a like rap gift for rapping on uh, gardens of the galaxy holiday special and in the ornaments, which I'll show you here, one of the eight ornaments features a uh, a character that's not yet been in proper Guardians movie lore. It's Cosmo. 
Cosmo's got an ornament here. I see that, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's thinking Cosmo's going to be have his big debut uh, in terms of probably an act- actively speaking role and all that stuff in uh, the holiday special, which would be great because Cosmo's a fantastic character. We need more of him. We'll see if he's actually there, though. Is Groot? Oh, that's fascinating. So it looks like... Groot looks between, old here. Yeah, between uh, uh, Thor and this, yeah. Groot finally ages because he's a teen in Thor, or it looks like it in the trailer. Although that could be changed. They could have put him in there because they don't want to show his new look. Uh, I mean... They're probably embargoed. Like, the other reason this got tweeted out was probably because James Gunn's like, I fucking made the movie. I'm going to tweet it out. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Young Groot is so annoying. I'd I'd wager most young anything is annoying, but that's just me. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Uh, And then that's pretty much it. We covered the uh, Love and Thunder trailer last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the one-year anniversary of Falcon becoming Captain America this past week. That happened. It's been a year since that show was out, if you can believe that. Time's passing way too fast. I guess we're just getting older because that's the thing that happens. Um, and, I, yeah, that's it. Let's talk episode four of The Old Moon Knight. Uh, the best episode yet? Is that safe to say? I mean, I I would say it's the one I enjoyed the most so far. So yes, yes, Confirmed. the best episode. Bronze, are you okay? Are you considering it? Yes or no? Five friends. Wow. Mm. The second half of the episode is fucking brilliant. Uh-huh. But the first half is kind of ass. What? And the second half makes you forget it until you go back and watch the first. I've watched it twice. I thought the first half was great. What was wrong with really? the first half? It was. <laughs> first off, in places, it looks fucking cheap. Like, and and it seems like the second half of it, there's there's just places in the first half that to me looked super cheap, super B-movie. Um, but then huh. there's other things about it where the writing, I know that I kind of like was dissing the writing last time where things felt really awkward, where certain logic stuff like wasn't flowing for me. And that kind of came through in the, in this episode in the beginning as well. Um, There's, there's so obviously like things that are wrong that I feel like these two should pick up on. Like the, like when they enter the camp, it's Mm -hmm. very clear people have left in the middle of dining. And like neither of them comments on this, like whatsoever. And it's like they left in a hurry type deal. How would you not notice that? Like that, like, and then you see like a bloody crate and stuff, and you're like, okay. And then they notice things and then just keep brushing past them, like, oh, what would they have been shooting at? Huh. Weird. Anyways, you know, and it's just like, come on. There's clearly something going on here. Clearly, guys, and just like I'm not saying that they shouldn't have advanced. I just feel like at some point you would think that they would expect that there's some kind of weird mummy situation because it's just so clearly laid out. 
Sure. I mean, I, I, you're not wrong. I still think they had to move forward regardless, though. Like, there's nothing they could have. Like, what are they going to do? Get anti mummy bullets before they go in? Like, what, what would you expected them no, to go in? No, but like, do? proceed with some caution. You're on, they see a table with bloody canopic jars and entrails on it. And they're like, sure. Oh, well, that's rather disturbing. Oh, yes, it is. Um, okay. Um, well, let's look for the first half. Let's look for the tomb. It's like, I understand they should look for the tomb, but you would think at, at some level they would like. It feels like this is the Marvel tension or be scared or something but it, but, like. But the thing is, I think we are, unfortunately, we are coming to everything when we talk about everything on this entire podcast. Uh-huh. Coming to even when I complain about like a giant statue, uh, everything we ocean. do comes from like a place of rational thought. But in this world, Layla hangs out with a man who becomes a moon knight. Mm. And they're actively going into a temple to find a alligator crocodile god. And against a dude who has a staff that sends people to hell, that summons dog creatures. Like, I think a bloody table is the literal least of their concerns. I keep thinking about, like, of course that's insane that they're like, is this canopic jaws mock do you think it's canopic like no who the hell cares there's literal skeleton men running around undead have risen yeah i guess they were for me they were just like a little too casual like i feel like it's not an actor's fault but like a director's fault where it's like maybe we should be a little apprehensive or sell this dread a little bit because it's just for me there's places where it's hard to watch where it's like they're like Oh, there's a blood trail. Anyway, and it's like <laughs> they weren't that nonchalant. That's you embellishing it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I love I loved like I thought it was super neat that the they did the things they did when it comes to like the let me change that. Okay. First five minutes I did not like. I did not like the. I hate when directors make the choice of like it's night, so let's make it very dark. Like that first scene where they're out in the desert is so dark. I had to rewatch it on a different screen to figure out like what Layla was doing. I was like, wait, so she, I didn't know she rolled him down a hill the first time I watched. I was like, what happened? What happened to Steven? Where'd he go? I realized like now it was so dark. I hate when directors do that. But then after that point, I thought it was super neat that, that the, the bits we were getting between Steven and Mark about like, dude, you fall for my wife, bro. I thought that was super funny and super clever. Well, that's and also just a, that was weird. That like, of all the things, that was the weird part to me. Like, I loved that. I started I to think what? about like, the morals that of that. was weird? Well, it was weird because like the morals of that, I started to think like, well, if you have different personalities and one of those personalities makes out with your wife, but that person, like how does that But it wasn't, it wasn't about out? that though. Like it was, it was him trying to like, they were having a fight over who should be in charge. And it was him trying sure. to, like, reassert, like, bro, really? Like, that kind of stuff. Because yeah. he wasn't in charge it, I mean, anymore. it was a so comedic like, bit, is what it was. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, I loved all of that. I think the the thing that Bronze brought up about, like, the campsite, it is so very obvious that, like, something went wrong. So mm. the fact that they're like, all right, suit up, let's go. I'd be like, time out. What's up? But they were on a mission, and so I don't blame them. They were like, we got to get down there because there's no one here, which means they're down there, so we got to get there. 
Right. And uh, I and then once they got inside, everything I loved. I loved even Alexander being the avatar of Ahmed. Okay, that, I thought was, that was cool. great. I thought that, that was going to be really Rama cool. or uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Rama Tut. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the big reveal. But even the reveal that we got, I'm still cool with the fact that he was like an yeah. avatar and makes That's sense cool. why he was so powerful. Was, yeah. I thought that was super cool. Was very into it. Yeah. I didn't like the opening scene just because I hate when like villains are really dumb. Those like goons that were like, let's find him. Also, I brought all this artillery in the back of my it's, car. Yes, it was so stupid. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was she, a little weird. Yeah. He like gets their attention. Like she gets their attention, hides behind the truck and they shoot the truck and then also, they go around. This... And she just goes around the other side and throws the flare. And I'm like, does that even work that way? Like, was that an action movie thing? Like, I've never thrown or been around exposed. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But if you throw a flare into a case of bullets, do do the bullets explode? I don't think they would. I would would wager it doesn't matter where you hide on what side of a truck. If they're firing an actual mounted gun You would die. You would die. It would go through the car and kill you. And then to get even crazier... The truck works after that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even though they're like, do, 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 it works. I was like, are, so you're telling me they didn't hit the engine at all? The good news I is, know, I didn't see most of that scene. Peeve, okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't see I what was going on. And before chat gets in the tizzy, they're like, Bronze hates everything. I understand that, <laughs> you know, that this is a personal thing. I just like when villains are always one step ahead. Not mm. one step behind, you know. Mm. Like, well, that that's was what like I loved about Daredevil. Goon. So, yes, can't blame know, unnamed goon but, for being an idiot. But so many of the unnamed goons in this have just been so fucking stupid. Well, if they were smart, no bronze, they would be like they working be a different job goons. and not a goon. That's true. Goon doesn't require a lot of intelligence. Goon is just like, do you follow orders and are you willing to kill? That's it. That's all goons do. Goons aren't like, uh, well, sir, you know, if we just took a moment and. Like assess the situation. No, that guy's killed. You don't. You don't hire smart goons. So it, so it like checks out. It checks. I've watched enough eighties cartoons. They're not to know. goons, right? They're supposed to be like followers of Ahmet. Yeah, they're but not like, mercenaries. Are they the smartest followers of Ahmet? <laughs> like they're goons. Yeah. Goons. They're goons. They weren't. They, they would probably be named in the credits of the show. Goon number one, goon number two, yeah. goon number three. Goon with hat. Yeah. Here's my thing. Goon with tie. Yeah. The reason I point out how silly it was, because this is just this is just me thinking from like a like a the standpoint of like narrative, right? Because that's what I always pay attention to. That scene with the bullets and the mounted gun does nothing to further the plot, establish it's not a narrative device. They could have just as easily had her grab him, pull him into the truck, and drive away, and literally nothing would have changed. It's not stimulating in the way the scenes from Black Widow were stimulating in an action sense. It's not interesting the way the Hawkeye fight scenes are great. The fight itself was very boring mm. because the goons did not pose a plausible threat. At that point, just take him out. Like, why shoot all this footage where it's not... To me, it wasn't an interesting or fun action scene, unlike... The scene of Layla and, uh, and and Moon Knight fighting in the last episode where Layla breaks her necklace apart and starts throwing down, that part was very cool. I liked that. So that action scene serves 
to at least entertain the audience. This one, I was like, why are we even here? Why doesn't she just grab him, think, pull him in the truck? Let's move on to something more interesting. I think it served to allow... So the previous scene that you're talking about, that was Layla and Mark. And Layla and Mark have fought together before. This scene, when the combat's over, or I guess the hide-and-seek is over, yeah. Steven's the one who sees it. And so for the rest of the episode, when Mark's like, bro, let me have control, he's like, no. I'm not alone. I have Layla. Layla's here to protect me. We don't need you mm. to, to help. And so that's why Steven can be the one to decipher stuff during the episode, and Layla can be the one to take the action lead so that you can have, like, nerdy dude and then, like, Layla Croft do her thing. <laughs> and that's kind of, like, where, where the show is. Sure. And, and it, it, gives, it gives them that kind of out of, like, well, we don't need, like, a badass assassin to come sneak into here. What we need now is the dude who's like, I can read hieroglyphics. And then and then there's also the Layla Steven talking about the dad and learning more about the dad kind of thing. And that kind of it like gave us a gateway. Was it handled well? Agreed. The first five minutes, not the best. But I understand why they did it. Now, if it was like done, we're like like at least one, one light, one light rushing to get to the second half, which I understood once I got to the second half, because I really like sure. the second half of the show. It went a little bit legion. It got really, like, it got very interesting really fast. I was really happy mm. with it. But the first half, I was like, I was just like, did we even need this much of that? Like, <laughs> Sure. I thought I, that was the scariest that uh, MCU's ever been, to be honest. In terms the of zombie the, men? Yeah, that's the scariest the MCU's ever done. Can I tell you, whoever the sound design guy was, with the, clicks? the fact that he took, that he made them sound like raptors. That, like, click, click is the raptor, like, flip yeah. thing. Yo, whoever designed that, brilliant. I want to give them a round of applause because that was, like, I feel like they ripped off Last design. of Us a little bit. You didn't feel that yeah, way? Yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. eco-location. Like great... I was, like, okay, I see, like, probably a good thing to steal, but also feel like y'all kind of took Naughty Dog's thing a little, a wee bit, you know? Uh, it was Whatever. Like, I, I think I think it was great. Yeah. I loved it, and because it, it adds, it does. It doesn't sound natural. Like the noise doesn't sound like anything that exists in reality. Like that weird noise, and it's unsettling. Great, it's great. I, uh, you know, I, I I loved all of that, and then when we got to the second part, and I realized what I was like, oh boy, here we go. I almost. I don't obviously we don't know what's gonna happen next week, but I almost felt like I wish the show was more of this. Started there. Then yeah. We had we have four episodes now, and only one half of those four episodes is the part where I was like, This is the moon night I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. This is it. And and I'm kind of disappointed that I when I finally got there, it was such it was so good. Even <clears throat> Ethan Hawke has just like the psychiatrist, his doctor, the way he played that scene, I watched it again. I was like, he's so he's so good as just sitting there being like, tell me, Mark, Steven, like what's, you know, like him being like, well, this movie probably didn't have a high budget. Like the way he does that and, and acts in that scene, I was like, this is what I wanted the entire time. This is the movie, like the TV show I wanted. Just weird. Like they clearly clear as day set it up and then we're like no which i love the fact that like banging on a coffin he opens it and out pops mark and you're like ooh. and then there's another one they're like 
no, nah, they move on. I was like, oh, it's so good. They're yeah. just fucking with us now. They're just messing with us. That, I wish that was the whole show. I wish the whole show was like, and then a weird hippo-headed it, nurse. Up That's until, all I want. Up until you see the second, uh, or until you find Steven, until you find Steven. When I watched it a second time, I was completely under the impression that like, oh, this is real. Like, this is actually the real world that Mark lives in. And they should have sold, like, But the then first they, they that, showed Steven, and I was like, well, this can't be real now. Right. They immediately, yeah. they, they resolved the thing immediately. Like, the whole, is it real, is it not, is done in this episode. It's 100%. Yeah. Or, next episode starts, and the person who was a hippo is a normal person, and is like, what are you doing? And he's by himself again. And it's like, we're back in, like, is it real or is it not? I don't know. But... Man, I wish that was the whole show. That would have been so wild. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the way the obvious way they get out of this like mind prison now is they bust open the third coffin. Uh maybe. I have a feeling. I don't I don't yeah, I wonder when that's gonna happen because we only have There's two only episodes two episodes left. left. Yeah. I guess it would have to be the next episode, but I don't know like as a plot device what I think what eventually is going to happen is exactly what happened in the comic run that we read where Mark and Steven and, and he's, he's potentially what's in that third coffin. Isn't Jake. It's like moon Knight, right? It's like the costumed moon Knight, the, the, the full like Cape and everything. Oh, you're so smart. And then, that's exactly what Marvel would do. And then it they're going to be like, Jake, we have to accept like, all these different personalities for us the to third really be personality like, yeah. is Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. what a what a Marvel thing to do. You're totally right. Yeah, Ugh. but I still think, I think there's a third person. End any other way. I don't know about y'all. I don't want Stephen Grant or Mark Spector to go away. Oh, I don't think they're going away. I think they'll always be. Yeah, there yeah, and I don't think that one of them should be the dominant personality that's really sad yeah especially right. when you start digging into like why he's divorcing layla like it it, it it's it's right. actually not it, it makes a lot of sense why like he's i don't think it's not because he doesn't love her i think it's 100 percent because he's terrified that you know well, it's the spider-man thing become the next avatar yeah, yeah. he's even admitted it. that much this episode which i was glad that they didn't yeah. hold that I'm also glad they didn't like keep this weird, not weird. They didn't keep the the plot device of like, oh well, he killed your dad type deal till the final episode. The fact that that's out thought, now, I think, is good. Yeah, and I thought mm. it was super interesting to see the, even though it, it is silly to have like a weird love story inserted. It wasn't a love story. It was literally her just being like, oh my god, it's m the man I love, but he now talks to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she was like mm. going through some shit, and Stephen was like, a woman who likes me already i thought i was like oh yeah no there would be some weird tension there for sure sure but be it's, a, a lot of it is like the weirdness from wonder woman right like some of this is because i'll Except never get over that never mind i'm not gonna drag wonder woman right now because that shit was fucking crazy that shit was <laughs> fucking crazy that she was into a dude that was possessed by the spirit of okay never mind never mind we're not going there <laughs> even though that's insane sure but okay like some of what, in my opinion, Layla likes about Stephen Grant is that he looks like this person she already has a lot of attachment to without a lot of his issues. I don't think right. she truly likes Stephen Grant. I think to no. her, this is like the version of her husband she always wanted. 
Correct. Yeah. yeah this is absolutely. this is a Mark Spector yes. that's nerdy about the same things as she is, that is not afraid to tell her everything, right? Yeah. But in my mind, she's still in love with Mark Spector. This right. is oh, just yes. this like is copium. This is spoilers for Final Fantasy, but this is one hundred percent the Aerith Cloud situation. Yeah. All I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put a put a pause on that and let people figure that out for themselves. For all you mm-hmm. Aerith Cloud stands, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's not who she's into. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's like, like it reminds you of a person and you just like, oh my God, it's the person I love, but like the best version of themselves. But it's all like bullshit. You're just in that moment. And I thought that was interesting that the two of them had that kind of like realization together as they had mm. that, that like kind of awkward kiss where they were like, I was waiting for her to be like, after they kissed, I was thinking she was going to be like, it's, you know, the person you're kissing, even if they look the same, if it, I, I would 100% bet that a Steven kiss and a Mark kiss are different. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, 100%. Like, the Steven kiss was already, like, the most awkward. Like, shout out to Oscar <laughs> Isaac for doing the most awkward kiss. It looked awkward. I thought imagine. she was going to comment on it. He's such a I good thought actor. for sure she was going to be incredible. like. incredible. Yeah. It's not, it's not Mark, you know, like it, you would know, even though Steven is 100% like the man you want, it's not the dude you fell in love with. Dude, his 100%. I, yeah. yeah. The, the acting to go back to that real quick. There's so many moments in this where it's like, Jesus Christ, he's such a good actor. The one where they're in the, uh, Alexander tombs area and he goes from Steven to Mark in like a split second, completely different. That was awesome. Also, if you go back to when he gets shot by Arthur, uh, twice and he's falling back you can actually see mark reacting to being shot in his face and then steven being reacting or steven reacting to being shot in his face like at the same time somehow it's really yeah. fascinating to go watch the different like facial reactions to it uh i, I thought that I was incredible he is such a good actor all i'm gonna say i think this sums it up perfectly N- my mom is like a casual marvel fan of the like I guess if it's on, I'll watch it. She's never been like, well, that was, I literally get text messages from her <laughs> after she's done watching. And she's like, that was great. Yeah. So all I'm saying is like the man, the man draws a crowd and he can act. He is the perfect vessel for this entire show. I agree. So they nailed cat. They nailed this one. But like overall, Moon Knight's pr- like overall, it's a pretty good show. Yeah. I do wonder. Would I say it's better than Loki? I don't know. I can't say that yet. And Loki has but. like much more of a uh, impact, I think, on the MCU. So it's hard to compare the two oh. shows on like what's yeah. better. But, but Moon Knight like, made me cool. want to go back and rewatch Loki, and so I started it. And I have oh, to yeah. say, the reason Loki fucking slaps is the pacing. They've never nailed that pacing again. I watched yeah. episode one again last night on the plane. Damn, that show gets up and running within the first 30 goddamn fucking seconds. They did not yeah. take three goddamn episodes to tell you the premise. He is already suited up and training to be a TVA agent. He's also a character like, we know, so they didn't have to. Right. They had an easier job. But it's but just fat. They were just good. You're right. So, it's, we know we've had characters that we've known before in the other shows, too. They just did it well. Like, yeah, you right. end the first episode, you know the premise of the series, you know where you're going, what's up. This is not the same Loki that you're familiar with because this Loki did not get his mom killed. This Loki was not 
You know, they kind of reset your expectations. This is a completely different character that's gotten a new start after being defeated by the Avengers. This is not the person you know. Now let's go and tell this person's story. It was really good. And just like the speed and it had jokes. Like, yeah, it's just really concise writing. Like they had it dialed down to like where every moment on camera is establishing something about the universe. Like li- literally every moment standing in line, getting a ticket. You got Miss Minutes in the background telling you the entire lore of the universe. Like every single question that you're asking yourself, well, what about this? What about this? What about the Infinity Stone? They don't work here is answered very concisely, very precisely in the first episode. That's insane. It's just a, it's just a writing triumph, really. That's I can't disagree. Well, I mean, if you say that the writer of that show, a dude I worked with before (laughs) is the writer of freaking uh, multiverse of madness. So yeah, I expect to have that same conciseness where it's not like, why are we spending time on this? Like, I think it's going to be like really cut and dried, which is good because Multiverse of Madness has a lot to tackle, right? It's got a lot. Um, we've yeah. got to introduce America <laughs> guess, Chavez. Yeah. We've got to wrap up um, Scarlet Witch's storyline, and we have to deal with this other big bad that is inevitably going to be there because I refuse to believe that Scarlet Witch is going to be the big bad of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting for for that, but. You know, what I re- I think like part of the reason I loved the second half of this so much is it was like Lemire's run of Moon Knight. It was, it, yeah. It was giving me big vibes of like that scene where he's talking to his therapist and she's like, hey, Moon Knight is like a little comic you've been drawing and you've been in this asylum since you were 12 and this is a delusion. And then there's like these two and they even had the two orderlies and then he's all of a sudden sees her and it's Amit in like a pencil skirt. And like the two orderlies have these jackal heads and he starts to flip out. And in that moment in the comic book, you can't really tell if this is once again, like the character losing it or if the asylum is indeed fake. And that's how the like, that's how Ahmed is fucking with him and kind of trapping him so that she won't be defeated. I love that they like, flipped that on its head and instead of having a random lady in a pencil skirt they put the avatar of Ahmet as the therapist i thought that was very creative very interesting twist but yet everywhere you look you see panopic jars you see the inner structure of the temple it's just been white it's just yeah, that, painted white that set i i think that set was all practical or at least a lot of it was practical and it looked fucking awesome it was insane I, it was the entire insane. time i was thinking where was this filmed because it did like it they had talk the walls, a lot but then about behind how it's it, all practical. So yeah, it had the like the brickwork. I was like, "Where is this good. at?" I would l- that would be the the best office to have. Like that place looked awesome. Yeah, I was super into that. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Very good. And I never knew if they were gonna go like this was the most comic booky episode. So of course that made me happy. The transition <laughs> when he's like falling through the water and then he's in the you're in a classic movie that is like. 100% Lemire shit where you would have had a full page art oh, of yeah, like the, the aspect ratio falling. Was great. Yeah, and then you would turn the page and it would be something completely different. Like that was like peak like Lemire shit. So that made me really happy. And I wasn't sure if they would ever go that crazy with it. Until we saw Tavarit at the end. I was like I really was like there's no way they're going to have a lady in a pencil skirt with a crocodile head. Like 
I would love that. And then I was wrong. Marvel was like, why not, fam? Here's a hippo lady. I was like, yes! I think yes! that was also... I was like dreaming. I think that was also one of those things that can only happen in, like, uh, you know, film or TV. Because in a comic, right, you would just read the line high. And it would just be like, oh, it's a talking hippo. That's weird. But yeah. the reason that this was so much of a shocker is because when she says hi, she sounds like a very sweet lady. And you're no. not expecting yeah. that voice to come from a hippo who's in front of oh you God. in like a really fucked up situation that's been tense the entire time. I loved that moment. And then to have the two of them just scream at the top of their lungs, it was great. That was a, yeah, a great, great acting. moment. Yeah. 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 And exactly. they both respond in like a way that Steven would respond in a way that Mark would respond in their scream, which I also thought was like incredible. Um, I don't know where we go though, right? Like she seemed to be a good character, uh, or or at least in the lore of her is that a is that she is a good character. She's the goddess of rebirth, so sure, maybe she's like That's in why this she would place be there. Uh, to help yeah, out. Why she would I be there? Know. Well, she was also missing. Um, Jesse might know more about this since Jesse's a history nerd. We need to talk about that opening scene. Yeah, because you're right. We do need to talk about the opening scene. But um, isn't she related to Assis? There's a Jesse moment here. I that's a a, that I do not know. I simply don't know that. I I'm trying to like really plumb the depths of my brain hard because I used to be super into Egyptian lore. Um, I I feel like she's related to Assis. Who was on the Ennead? Hmm. I don't think that Tavarit is in the Ennead. Look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure she's like a part of. You know how the three were named, and they were like the main people. They were the yeah. main part of that council. Um, let me look. I'm looking it up now. Da da da. Okay, so she inhabits the Nile. A fantastic. I, I don't know what they intend to do with. Yeah, I honestly, <clears throat> I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure of her relations to other gods. I have to dig into that. Chat was saying, uh, or or a person in chat was saying that in the end credit scene, she's in one of the statues, just like Kanchu. So I wonder like how they're able to, if that's true, how they're able to have a conversation with her or if that end credit scene means anything to begin with, apart from just being it could, I mean, it could very well be that when, you know, because he's the avatar of Khonshu, his right. Khonshu has imbued him some power and upon death, he gets sucked into whatever, I don't know, limbo. Uh-huh. All the gods are in because they be have awesome been split so. in stone. And so, like, all the other gods could be there. They could all be like, hey, bro. <laughs> like, how's it going? What? I mean, that would also explain why potentially a part of, um, uh, uh, I guess it wouldn't explain why the orderlies are the cops. But it could, in theory, explain why Harrow is there because he has been two avatars now. And so, like, but it's most likely just a dream. You know what I mean? It's most likely just a weird, trippy dream. Well, I mean, it could also be the thought that, like, they're in this sort of purgatory, right? 
Right. And maybe for maybe for Mark that manifests as a um asylum because that's what he's most afraid of. But if, when we start looking at the braziers tipping and stuff, it's very clear that they're inside a temple. Mm-hmm. So it could be right. that what he's seeing is an asylum, but like for Tavar, it, it could be she's inside the pyramid that they were sealed in. Like it, that mm-hmm. could very well be it. Because as like the dream is crumbling to quote Inception, like we're seeing it become more and more like the inside of a, of a tomb or the inside of a of a pyramid. And it it seems like this is just once again, like a almost like a figment of Mark's imagination to cope with where he's at. Because Harrow's office also looked like it was in a tomb. Yeah. He might still be in the pyramid. Well, I the other my biggest question though is like if he does come back to life, how the fuck does he come back to life if Conchi's not there to give him power, right? Because that's the entire Yo. reason. Oh damn, I did not remember this. Hey, Lost fans. Hey, fans of Lost. Uh oh. Remember the giant foot statue? That shows up and everyone's like, what the hell is this giant foot? When it's finally revealed, that shit is Tarit. The giant statue is this deity in Lost. Oh, yeah. And, and this, we're talking rebirth. And so, you know, that's like a big plot point for that show. So, like, interesting. Uh, I want to forget Lost. You can't. It's with you forever. Yeah, it's with you forever. I'm so sorry. That J.J. Abrams now runs all media, so deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't. I still can't find any relation. It's weird that I can't. Usually, it's like this DD was related to this DD, and then, then this. I can't find nothing about this god's relations at all. It's crazy to me. I'd have to deep dive. She's like a Most really of it nice right person. Right now, is though, like she, she seems to be a, a pot, like a good. Evil spirits and she protects pregnant women. Isn't that like her vibe? Literally, she, like her whole thing is she like became a hippo for the Nile to like purify the water. So she's like super good. She is one of the good guys. Yes, for yeah. sure. So why is she in prison? I don't think I, I think Great the question. prison is is that I don't think she she's probably tried to help the humans. I think she probably. is. I think she tried to help people. Oh, you think they put her in there because she interfered with like humankind? Yeah. What if she was like, it might even tie back into Eternals or another show. She might have like tried to interfere at some point. Could be. Because she's all about protection and and like, you know, sure. birth and helping people. And maybe they were like, oh, hell no. And she was like, no, I'm going to do it. And they're like, go to jail, bitch. <laughs> and then she's like, what the fuck? I'm so nice. I mean, I'm a hippo lady. It does. It does check. Like. When thinking about the gods that are remaining in the room, it does, like, even though one of them seems very friendly towards Khonshu, I feel like perhaps she doesn't want to get involved in shit. But the other gods in the room aren't good gods. They aren't bad gods either. Everyone who's left is, like, a god of order. So that would explain why they would be like, stop helping people. Just, we're trying to maintain a balance. Stop. And so why they would put everyone away or banish gods left and right because yeah, they're trying their hardest not to like... She's like trying to kill everyone. Maybe, you know, Tavara is gone because she was trying to help everybody. And they were like, all right, that's enough. Both of you girls, a time out. Now she's like, what? I'm so nice though. I don't know. There's, there's a lot like... 
that's what sucks is we only have two episodes left and there's so much Egyptian mythology that like obviously we're just skimming the surface. Like we're just gonna get like a little bit, but it is fun that we're talking about a Marvel show and being like, What's the deal, Egypt? I think that's super interesting. I said, oh, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I very, I'm awesome. here for it. Yeah. It makes me also wonder how deep they're gonna go with all of it, right? Like, is it only gonna be Moon Knight that dives into this type of shit, or will other facets of the MCU have to start diving into this? I would say other facets, but we all know that Gore is going to be done by the end of the movie. So, you know, I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it was like yeah. gods finally need to be scared because there's someone out there coming to kill them all. I think that would be like super interesting is if Gore like managed to not be dead by the end of that movie. Maybe. Or at least the blade was still around. I mean, that'll probably be true. Yeah. To pedal back the opening scene. Yeah. I think we can confirm that some of my theories were right with like, cause, cause the definition of the word Ennead implies nine. There's only five. Sure. Sure. This is something that has never been, that it, it, it was ref, it was referred to by Stephen Grant in the first episode that there's people missing. Their chairs are fucking empty. No one is talking. No one acknowledges it. Not even uh, Khonshu acknowledges it. So this is con- information Khonshu already has. Khonshu already knows he will be entombed in stone. He says, hey, this could result in me being entombed in stone. So he already knows the punishment. This heavily implies he's seen this punishment met out upon gods that interfered too much or invoked their ire, right? Because he's very clear that he knows what's going to happen to him and exactly the manner in which it's going to happen to him. And then he says, after he says to, he says, oh yeah, the gods, they're not going to abide this. They're going to definitely get put me in stone. And he says, tell Mark Spector, he'll know how to find me. Mm. Come on. Come on, guys. That means he, how would Mark Spector know how to find him? I don't know. No clue. I would imagine. Maybe that is the- because it's where. He saw Mark Spector when he saved Mark Spector the first time he died in the temple. Because Mark Spector says he should have died at that time. Maybe in being shot, he has ended up there once again at the crossroads to hell or whatever you want to call it. And that's why the third this coffin will allow is... Him. An... Yeah. Third coffin this will Khonshu. allow him to save Khonshu. Because this is how he found Khonshu the first time. was when he was killed, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, my mm-hmm. brain's going all Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> no, you're totally right. You're credit, totally right. We see... That there's like tons of gods entombed in stone. It's not just one or two. That's where the other four of the Ennead have to be. They have to be in stone here. Otherwise, why wouldn't they not show up? Yeah, that checks out. I mean, that definitely checks out. And I I would wager that we will see. Because do we, time out. Do we know she's a nurse? Do we? Because I don't Who? think she, maybe she has a clipboard. Who? Our lovely hippo. I'm going to go look that scene up. I don't know if we know who she is at all. She just kind of shows up. Right. But like everyone online was saying, oh, the nurse is, is a hippo. But like, is she a nurse? Could she just be like another person there? And are we going to get a scene where it's like all the gods sitting around like a, like a, you know, in a circle being like, I am good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me. The more I watch this, I do think the final shot of the, the post credit scene is going to be all the gods like long, long ago interacting with Kang somehow. Or like he's the reason why all these gods have been in prison is because Kang's doing all this shit. 
Okay. Hey, she uh doesn't have a clipboard. She doesn't. She's literally just like herself as a hippo in sort of like mythological outfit. Yeah. She's just hanging out. So it's very possible that they could just be like, you know, stuck there too. And that I'm here for it. That would be. Amazing. That means those other gods are there. I think oh, yeah. I think it's Honshu, yeah. And I like again, this ties into what I just was saying. I hope the other gods are there. They all have a conversation of how the fuck they got there and like why they were imprisoned, and it all leads back to Kang. Yeah. I hope that's like where I, all this is leading. Having some sort of like connector would be super good. Just anything oh, to I kind would, of I would connect him to the Yeah. Cause I like that it's but on I would it's, also it's love own. If Steven lets them all go. Let's all I don't the gods know why. Go? I would just, yes, I would why just love he? the idea. I mean, because I think he should. I hope that it's not like, no oh, she gets arrested there. I'm like, you should let them all go. Yeah. He has no reason not to. Especially if they tell him why. And he's like, oh, well, that's fucked up. You've been wrongly imprisoned. So we'll see. Sorry, I would love to see this during the end, end credits. Like, now Sorry. it's like Egypt is full of gods again. You know, it would just be really cool. Oh, just walking around, or you mean like the, the pantheon is back? Well, yeah, because that was like Layla's father's whole mission, wasn't it? Right. People thought he was insane because to he wanted that to the prove gods that gods were, yeah. were real and that they they were existing amongst us. Like, it, I feel like that. Like, she has more investment in, than anybody else in releasing them. Because that would be fulfilling her father's mission. Yeah. But again, stuff like that is always funny to me because we do exist in a world where, like, Thor gets photos taken with him on the street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, so the stretch to be like, Egyptian gods were real is, like, not that far of a stretch. Well, I mean, that was only, un that was only recently, right? That was the past 15 years. But still, Layla in the past, like... I, yeah, I, know, I don't know the timeline for when her dad died. Blah blah blah. It would have been it would have been at least in the last ten, right? So Thor was like around, right? Because we still have that weird time thing where, I mean, it could have been yeah, it could have been the last five because Mark was alive during the the blip. So like, he was around. He wasn't. He didn't get snapped. Yeah. Okay. Question. This is probably it's way out on a limb. Just an idea. Let's hear it. If y'all think Kang is related, how do we know that Kang isn't Mark's partner? What do you mean my partner? That shot all the excavators and shot him in the chest to prevent like them from uncovering the gods and setting them free. Think what about a it. What a wild about twist it. that would be. What an insane I would shit myself. Twist. Think about it. What if he went like like they're over here trying to uncover that gods are real? What if it was like it was Agatha all along, and he like shot all of them, shot Mark Spector, and was like, "No." If we we're got not a flashback to that out. moment, Bronze, and it, the camera panned, and the guy who shot them was literally the same dude at the end of the universe, that would be the craziest. People would go insane. People would lose their well, minds. Well, what Layla's dad was doing was like would be completely in opposition of what what Kang would want and what the Ennead would want, right? Like he was 
actively trying to discover these tombs and prove that the gods were real. Like, and they're, and they're over here trying to hide their presence from human beings, right? That would be insane. That would be insane. I don't know. Sorry, happens. it's just an idea. I'm just Here's the, calling. No, it's it, but it's like the great insane. If that happened, I would, you know, I would be on my phone blowing the both of you up like, yeah, like losing my <laughs> mind. Because <laughs> that's how insane that is. If they had the audacity to do a scene like that, I'd be like, there are no rules. The Marvel Universe is crazy. This is amazing. I would be going crazy. Oh, my God. I just, if that happened. That's eventually again, going to happen, though. Like, there's going to have to be some big reveal with Kang. And like, I it, will, It's going course, to happen. It has to. accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he is. But I. Loki occurred and set things in place and in motion for Kang to be a thing. Like, it's going I to just, eventually happen. We just don't know where the tie-ins are going to come from. The problem is, is that because we're in the start of a new arc, there's so many loose threads, and we're all just like, well, how do they connect? And again, I'm still waiting for someone to tell me, anyone to tell me, how Jon Snow gets to space to save his space girlfriend. I just, where does that, like, how do we go from A Every to B to C on that one? Jon Snow, I cannot take this motherfucker seriously. I just see his, like, pathetic little face. Every time you say it, I'm just like, how, how does that, like, I can't believe that's where we're at right now, y'all. And I know it's too early, but I just think it's hilarious that like one of the like loose threads is this man's space girlfriend got kidnapped by a God. And he's like, let me get my ancient family sword. Like, bro, screw the sword. You need rocket fuel or something. Like, how are you, you going to save her? It's crazy. I'm, I'm trying I, to like think of all the the plot devices for how he. I really, I'm, I really I'm think, I really think the Eternals like did a lot of fucking stupid things. The the more that I go back and think about all the implications of that, it's like there's a man, and the giant, a fucking giant man in the ocean. They haven't talked about. Jon Snow exists. He's got a magical sword. That's cool. How the fuck is he gonna get to space? Harry Styles is like the space god of love. Yeah, Harry Styles. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, Jesse. That Harry Styles is the space. And I'm here for it. I like that. I was. I just. I'm. I'm so happy that I get to be here for this insane trajectory. Because like this is no matter what people say about like comics or whatever, all comics eventually get to the like. And now giant spacemen are going to fight golden gods and their laser beams. And then like yeah. a dude with claws is going to show up and he's going to be for some reason, just as equally powerful. And I'm going to let you know, I am here for that shit. I am here for I mean, all of it. All this is heading, right? Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, like, like an intergalactic space fight. fight. Yeah. Some reason Spider-Man is equally as strong <laughs> as a deity. And frankly, I don't care. I'm here for it. I want to watch this. Give me, I am a simple man. Give me spectacle. I want more end of endgame scenes. The bigger, the better. Give it to me. I want them. I want like man fighting a dragon with his like fist rockets. I want like demon beasts getting punched in the face by like giant gods. I want like a man eating a whole planet like a hamburger. I want all of it. It'll Give be, it to me. It'll be pretty wild to see what the, how they handle Galactus. 
And it'll be even wider to see how they hand, or even weirder to see, wilder and weirder to see how they handle Sil Silver Surfer. That's what I'm like. They have not nailed Silver Surfer or Galactus at all ever in in cinema, oh. movie, TV. If you think about the absurdity of Silver Surfer is a dude who's all silver <laughs> that has a surfboard it's that flies sur through it's fucking in the name. space. Yeah. Like, think about that for it. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> like, Yet somehow. Like, is he just going to be shit. Australian? Is he just going to be an Australian space going dude made oh of metal God. that surfs in space? Who do I you would... get, like, who, how do you actually cast that? How do you actually cast the Silver if it's, Surfer? If it's all CG, if they CG the shit out of him, it could be, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. You just have to find the right voice. And there's there's so many great like good voices you could stick on like a like a shiny silver dude. I don't know. I man. I, I mean, he's got it. like Vision's I'm... head, right? Like his head's perfectly spherical in a lot of ways at the top, so he can't even have don't hair. Say it. <laughs> oh, I'm trying I'm, to think like who it. that could be thing is there's so many people it could be we exist in a world where a man who stars in car films is a tree that's true like anything's possible anything is possible oh my god keanu reeves silver surfer whoa that would actually be whoa. that would that's pretty good casting that'd be pretty good i'm thinking yeah, about I'm the here spherical for head joke casting think about woody harrelson Woody Harrelson is the Surfer. Love that. He's got a very there's, spherical there's... head. You know, it'd be great. It'd be great. I don't know who it could be. Jason Statham, or whatever his name is. That could Jason work. Statham could do it, but Jason Statham I don't think has he's tall Jason's. enough. He also has Jason Statham voice. Everyone like it is he's like Tom Cruise. Jason Statham isn't a character. Jason Statham is Jason Statham in. Right. Just like Tom Cruise isn't like Oh, that's that character. No, that's Tom Cruise is that dude. Like, it's Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, right? Like, it's just, that's who they are. Yeah. Well, we'll eventually get there. We'll eventually get there. We got to finish up Moon Knight, though. Any uh, big yeah. predictions for next episode? What are we doing? I think... I do think... we have an episode? What do you mean? Do we have an episode? What do you mean? Oh, is it the one after the next where we have to... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was very, I was like, yeah, Bronze, there's going to be an episode five of Moon Knight. There's six total. I don't no, know what you're I'm talking trying to, about. <laughs> I'm yes. trying to remember which episode that we're we here next week. Have to move. We are here next okay. week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss next week. But any uh, predictions, episode five? Do you think we wrap up the entire mental institution, episode five? By the end of it, for sure. You think for we're sure. done with it? Yeah. Because we have to have the final confrontation, and that's outside of the mind. So that's going to be like a whole other thing. Episode six has to have a confrontation plus a wrap up plus a like stinger. Then other things, yeah, yeah. So, do you think we see all the other gods that are imprisoned? I would like to. Do I, I would think love we'll that. get it? No. Okay. But I would love it. I would love that, but I don't know if it'll happen. You think they open the third tomb? Yes, I think it's. I think you're totally right. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's where the third personality is," but I honestly think you're probably right. That's where Conchu is. Moon Knight Trapped. slash Conchu. 
yeah, and they're going to set Conchu free, and that's how you know, he's like, Mark knows or whatever, yeah. because Mark was in this place before. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. But Mark didn't seem, if he was there before, he would recognize why was some he of it. also afraid of uh, God showing up? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then do you think we see the Moon Knight costume in episode five or is it six where we get the, the like big re-reveal? Do they save that for the final fight or the beginning of episode six where the fight is? Mm, great question. Great question. I don't know. I'll say six just for the sake of saying it. Okay. All right. Bronze, any takes? predictions who's thinking i think we're gonna have a big fight scene next episode between who i think between i think they're gonna it's gonna be revealed to them that the orderlies are not normal orderlies and that they have jackal heads we're going to get a bunch of dudes walking around with jackal heads. What if we get a bunch of dudes walking around with alligator heads? I'm shooting for the moon. I'm shooting for the moon here, okay? Okay. Why not? All right. They showed us a hippo lady. She seems really nice. She's like, hi. Why not jackal-headed goons and Mark Spector and Stephen Grant have to work together and Layla has to choose between them? Sure. I think next episode we'll just get weird. We'll get a lot weirder with it, which I'm excited for. I think that has to be there see a bunch of weird shit which should be exciting so that's that cool uh let's do were you guys curious about what the prize was what she does the bingo and she says oh i'll share with you this time are you curious about what she was going to share with him oh no oh no uh he won i think hmm. no i think he won the bingo yeah and then he won the bingo card and she says don't worry, I'll share with you this time. I think she was just lying and she was going to go take it because he's he was at that point kind of like he was just like right? Yeah. So she was going to she was just taking his stuff. I think that's that what that, that was trying stuff? to say. <clears throat> I'm curious what the prize is. I wonder if it's the cupcakes they're giving out. I don't know why that like stuck in my head. I was like I'm very curious about what the prize is. Probably cuz it's nothing. But you want it to be something. <laughs> I bet you I the know. price never gets mentioned again. I know. I'm just curious. Yeah. Who knows? There are so many weird things in that scene with like all the people drawing pictures of alligators and stuff. There are so many weird things going on in that opening scene. Yeah, that one lady was drawing a, a conchu raven. So Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. <clears throat> uh so we'll have an episode on Tuesday, the ninth. I am gone. However, I can't record on the 8th because the flights did not allow for it. However, we could record Saturday evening if you two are down. Uh, if what you day? Have, uh, what? It'll be the 7th. You would have to have <clears throat> seen Doctor Strange by the 7th. And we could record yeah, MCU whatever. so we don't have to wait a week. MCU yeah, whatever. Could. It's all good. And then we could just air that Monday. I could just go live on all of our channels or one of you could go live and or Barry could go live and just play the VOD. Uh, for normal scheduled okay. MCU crew. All right. Because otherwise we have to wait till the 16th, and I think that fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. One, no, I won't remember everything. Um, but I'll, I'll be seeing the movie 
on Saturday. So it'd have to be a late recording for me, but it'd probably be like eight or nine your time. That would actually maybe work out for you guys on that uh, Saturday. So that's what we'll try to do. We'll see if it happens. Uh, we'll we'll schedule schedule it and figure it out a little bit more as we get closer to that. Okay. But yeah, you'll have to have seen the movie between the two of you uh, prior to that Saturday. So that's the only thing you got to get set up. Let's do some shout outs and then we'll call it a show. Bronze, what do you got going on? Do some shout outs. Hi, hello. Um, I'm that bronze girl. I just got back from PAX. Please pray for me that I don't have COVID. Uh, I was there for the acting show, so I was there for work. Uh, this week I am streaming on my channel. I've got some stuff with Amazon this week that I'm doing with my friends, so keep an eye out for that. And yeah, this isn't a very good advertisement for a channel, but you know, I think my stream's pretty entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Jess, <laughs> what's up? Hey, <clears throat> for some reason, I've had a frog in my throat for the last 35 minutes, and I have nothing else to drink. This is what you anyway. said. You said, I, oh, I never get sick. I, I would die if I got sick. Well, I'm not sick. I just got like a umpty in my doomty. Anyway. What? Uh, yeah, the kids get it. So, hey, do you like the streams? I do those sometimes. I also have videos over on the YouTube. That's something I do as well. Also, uh, I do other things. It's all good. Thanks for watching. Awesome. Good stuff. Hopefully by next week, I'll be over this cold. I'm really tired of this shit. Can't talk for very long. It is what it is. Uh, we'll watch episode five this week. Comes out Wednesday. We'll talk about it next Monday. And whatever else is going on in the world of uh, Marvel. And I guess next week we'll also maybe preview Doctor Strange. Because that's going to be coming out the week. We'll see. We're out. Maybe. Thanks All for right. watching. Have a good rest Bye. of your day. Bye-bye.